2: In just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.
3: Hi, this is the bad
4: boy, Joey Janelle, and you're listening to the Going In Raw podcast. Joey Janelle always goes in. This is the American Nightmare, Cody Rhodes, and you are listening to Going In Raw. Hey, everyone. Kenny Omega here. In case you didn't know, we have an awesome kick butt show called Steve and Larson's Going In Raw, and they're going to be supporting AEW every week amongst many other things. Goodbye and smooch. Good night. Bye-bye. Hey, friendo. Steve here. L And welcome back to Going In Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you need to be listening to right here at youtube.com forward slash Stephen Larson. Available wherever podcasts can be found and, of course, taped live at the Twitch at twitch.tv forward slash Steve and Larson. Quick reminder, uh, tomorrow the numbers don't lie. If you want in on that, if you want to apply the Going In Raw math formula on Dave Batista then you can do that. Patreon.com forward slash Steven Larson, $5 a month. Plus you get that, you get all the bonus content plus at $5 a month. If you listen to the show on your little phone device thing, uh, you get bonus shows and everything ad free in the audio realm. You can import your RSS feed into whatever app you use to listen to podcasts, except for Spotify. I do not believe it works for Spotify, but I haven't checked that in a little while. Maybe they changed that. Um, If you simply want the show ad-free without bonus content, you can pay $3 a month. Go to goinginraw.supercast.tech. Leave a link in the description of this episode. $3 a month. None of the ads that we read and none of the other commercials that run during the show in the audio realm. Uh, So there you go, and there you have it. The first AEW Dynamite after All Out tonight. Uh, I thought uh, was a solid show. Uh, they uh, uh, promoted uh, CM Punk is going to be there talking, which he did, and we got an idea as to wh- what his first feud is going to be. And it's it's amazing. It's well, dream scenario for you. Yeah. Well, you know, to each their own. Uh, Brian Danielson showed up and uh, and and challenged the top, the number one guy in the PWI 500. Yep. Yep. And yep. uh, and Adam Cole uh, had a promo, said he's going to have a match next week. Uh, all that and more. We're going to talk about it. Do yes. us a favor, if you're watching us on YouTube, give us a thumbs up. <laughs> Hit that subscribe button. Congratulations to us. We passed 197,000 only took subs. us like three years of kind of getting in the territory. Knowing about, right? <laughs> and, uh, and we're on the road to 198,000. Look at that. Uh, Short-term.
3: 197,024.
4: Wow. On the long-term road to 200,000. Maybe sometime.
3: If we get that that by the end of 2022, wow.
4: What's going to happen first? Us getting a 200,000 or WWE's new TV deal contract getting signed?
3: I mean, based on how long it took us to get to 197, I would guess the new TV deal. But, you know, we've had some good growth of late. I'm hopeful that we'll get 200,000 subs before was it 2024 whenever the TV deal is up.
4: I think we've been doing great. I think we've been I had doing a picture. I had a picture I capped from when was this? Oh, let's see if I find it. It was like our subs. Oh, here we go. When was this from? Uh, this is May 18th, 2020. Uh huh. We we're we just reached 194,000. So it's like three thousand over the past year and a couple of months. Oh wow! I thought it's been so, a long
3: time since we've been trying to get past. It was one ninety six. We, we we'd always kind of bouncing back and forth between.
4: Maybe it was one ninety four. We were always bouncing oh, b- maybe, b- b- between or something. Anyways, whatever. It doesn't matter.
3: Doesn't matter. We're happy we're, to have one ninety seven. Yes, we're happy to have ASAP. S <laughs> O P.
4: We're happy to have just one. Yes. Yeah, and uh, of course we're gonna be doing that uh, forty eight hour stream at two hundred thousand. So let's talk about. we to talk about that. Uh, totally joking uh, you gotta be careful putting AEW, stuff man. out there
3: like that people are like oh 48 sub sounds great or i strange.
4: know right like everything i'm talking about has been manifesting lately larson it's so crazy i talk, talk about talk kevin about it. kevin owens somehow showing up in aew and then if i watched our show earlier today we talk about that uh and then i we talked about me and fear and loathing here in the chat talking about how great it would be if cm punk uh took on team taz we got cm punk taking on team taz now I need to watch it, man. You do,
3: you do. You're gonna start manifesting things like you're like Dan Aykroyd in Ghostbusters, you know?
4: Hey, hey, I'm gonna bring this up on air. I'm gonna put you on the spot, buddy. All right. I had a great time with you here today.
3: It was good. I appreciate your hospitality. You had the mic all set up and the little—granted, it wasn't. I was afraid it's gonna fall bad. apart. I was like TV I got tray, that but nonetheless, I it was do. something for me to to you know do something on.
4: <laughs> See, I imagine you walk in. I don't know. Figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> Steve, okay, do you have a mic around here? Yeah. <laughs> what are Listen, you gonna do man. about it? <laughs> Listen, man, so many people are so hyped about that. Yeah, I don't want you here all the time. What if we talk about once a week, like on a Mon- the Monday show? We'll talk about it. we we'll let's just talk it. about it. I'm just throwing we'll it out there. I'm, I'm, if I'm able to manifest stuff. Throw it out there. Yeah. Get we'll some donuts. Get some donuts. Oh, that's bad for my health, getting donuts. This for isn't week. for me. Oh, all right, I don't have any. But if they're there, <laughs> I'll, I'll eat them. I'll get donuts. I'll hey, get donuts. Hey, Larson, you want a donut? Yeah, that sounds great. <laughs> oh, I shouldn't.
3: <laughs> what would you think of Dynamite tonight, man? I thought it was all right. Um, I was kind of hoping for a little more a little more development in certain areas, but it was a perfectly enjoyable show. I know they're building two... Uh, a huge show in a couple of weeks' time. We've got some pretty huge matches lined up for that already, and I suspect we to get a, a few more that they've teased, uh, confirmed probably next week. Talking about the Elite versus Danielson, Christian, Jurassic Express, and Kazarian five-on-five tag match. With it. if if it's announced, it'll probably main event the show, um, and that'll be pretty huge. It'll be Brian Danielson's first uh, AEW bout. Uh, Adam Cole's going to be in action next week. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, there's nothing I could sit here and, 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 and necessarily criticize. It was a fun, well, I guess I could criticize MJS promo. Um, uh, <laughs> but all in all, you know, I thought it was a
4: fairly enjoyable show. Let me ask you this, because some people have brought this up in our chat and we've generally said, nah, we were cool with it. But given that, you know, seeming all out was a, a pretty groundbreaking show. Mm-hmm. Um, it had a big show feel to it. <clears throat> Not the big show, a big show feel to it. Some people have asked us, hey, do you think uh, All Out was too much? Adam Cole and Daniel Bryan. Mm. Given that, just hear me out. Given that, if we're comparing this, for example, to like traditionally one of the most exciting shows, hasn't been lately, but Raw after Mania, where, you know, during its best phase, like the, you know, uh, mid-2010s, tens, you'd or mid to late 2010s, you'd get... Uh, call-ups, you'd get surprises, returns, debuts. Would Daniel Bryan making his debut on Dynamite tonight have made the show feel as important and it really wouldn't have taken much away from All Out? Do you think that would have been a smarter move? Um,
3: I think Adam Cole's promo kind of... So his promo tonight was a bit of an introductory thing. You know, he says, hey, I'm all elite. And he laid out his case why. For those who might not be familiar with his work. I imagine a lot of people who watch AEW probably also watched NXT. That's just my supposition. You look at the ratings, doesn't seem to be the case. But a lot of people DVR their wrestling and watch it later on the week. Um, but it definitely seems to be the case where Brian Danielson, because he was on main roster, because he main evented wrestle, two WrestleManias, is... You know, no disrespect to Adam Cole, the larger star between the two of them. And so, I don't think in, the, in terms of mainstream wrestling fans, Daniel Bryan or Brian Danielson is is a larger star than Adam Cole is. And again, no yeah, disrespect I don't disagree. Adam with Cole, that. Adam I don't Cole's disagree, great. Yeah, I um, think it's a
4: normal thing to say. Yeah.
3: And now, so it's a situation where uh, we always kind of guessed is to be a situation where Daniel Bryan, Brian used to call him Brian Danielson, Brian Danielson I know, would I'm come the same out. Way. To confront kenny and then it'd be adam cole there to spoil danielson's debut they did the opposite mm-hmm. where you have cole come out and you're like oh wow the elite they've, they're leveled up now what is aew essentially going to be able to do to compete with the elite now enter brian danielson ah you know now there's a force in aew that is powerful enough potentially to counter the elite so the balance of power isn't gone too far to the elite. Now, I think it's all, you know, in terms of having go down to one segment in terms of, of doing that balance of power, I thought it was pretty well done. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, and if you want to make a huge splash, get maximum buzz going for your show, you just throw it all out there. I know people could say, well, you do, you do Danielson at all out or Cole and then the other on dynamite or you wait till the New York show or whatever. And, and yeah, you can make that case, but AEW's never been shy about moving things along. Mm-hmm, yeah, You know, when they have stories they want to tell, they move them along. They tell the stories and move on to the next thing. They're not afraid to do that.
4: I think if you really want to, I think there's two things they could have done to really establish some buzz for tonight's show. Number one, better usage of CM Punk. As much as Steve loves, and I love oh, Team it's ha- Taz. It's, it's happy
3: to be there, Phil. It's happy to be there, Phil.
4: It's a uh, it's greeter Phil. Yeah, it's a it's, uh, it's hey, everybody. Welcome to A.W. Dynamite. Wow. What a great crowd. We're going to have a great show for you tonight. Uh, who do you guys want to see me face next? You, yeah, no. over there in the audience. Wait, who do you want to see yeah. right, Pillman. Oh, OK, good. And Linda, what's going on? It's happy to be there, Phil. So what you do is with happy to be there, Phil. I hate that I'm saying this, man, because I love Team Tass so much. But you give them a real threat. You, you make a dream match immediately that everybody's dying to see now. For example, Adam Cole versus CM Punk. Uh, you tease that. You have two of the biggest things in wrestling, the Elite with Adam Cole, and you got CM Punk. If you really want to build buzz, you smash them together night one. People will be talking about agreed. that.
3: Agreed, agreed.
4: The other thing I think they could have done is sort of what I was, I was asking you about because Adam Cole was the unknown. Yes. That was a huge moment all out. And I'm not sure I would have changed it, but I suppose you could have done Danielson at all out. You, you basically take the segment that we saw tonight uh, where Danielson confronted Kenny Omega, then they attack him. You have a uh, Christian Kaz jungle express all uh, make the save. And then tonight you do all that, but you do that at like all out and then tonight, Danielson confronts Kenny Omega. Adam Cole shows up, and that's your huge moment, leaving uh, the uh, Dynamite tonight, so that mm-hmm. you do have that big Raw after Mania, Dynamite after All Out feel yeah. to it. Yeah. Those are possibilities. I think the first scenario is probably one that would be better suited because, yeah, All Out was mind blowing, and you, they threw everything at you so that it was mind blowing. Mm-hmm. So I think the, the the better way to go probably would have just simply been you have CM Punk right he's happy yeah. to be there yeah. you lay him out you you make it so that the dude immediately has odds against him and not Taz ranting about to keep you keep my name out of your mouth I wasn't talking about you it was a goofy segment it was a goofy segment but that's of urgency with, with with how
3: Team Taz is, is kind of kind of operates in AEW um, mm-hmm. no mm-hmm. I agree because right now. Punk seemingly is on cloud nine about being an AEW. He's got to be brought down to earth a little bit. Right. Yeah. And realize there's people gunning for him
4: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm.
3: and we don't have that yet. Like Taz's whole issue was don't talk about team Taz. I'm like, you do realize that any member of team Taz, if they get a match against Punk, that's good for team Taz. That elevates team Taz's profile immensely. You should want team Taz coming out of Phil's mouth. You should Mm -hmm. want that. And yeah. to argue about it the way he did, well, don't mention anybody in Team Taz. And Punk's like, I didn't tonight. Well, you did before, which is true. He yeah. did, but it just it was an awkward back and forth. And I, I like Ricky Starks a lot. I like Powerhouse Hobbs a lot. I want to see them wrestle CM Punk. It's just Team Taz is presented as such a hapless faction and they
4: still? They're still arguing with Brian Cage. Exactly. You said this during the pre-show, and I agreed with you. That match should have had Cage versus Starks should have happened three weeks ago on Rampage or Dark. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like it's just we're, it's done. I don't know who's going to end up coming out. It should be Starks coming out on top, like hundred percent. It should oh, be yeah. Starks. Oh, I don't yeah. care how it goes down. That should be the finish, and that's done. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Look, man. I. You know. Maybe look. Maybe they heard fans of Team Taz say, "Man, Team Taz really needs to be." i literally, I think on it was either Wrestle Juice or our video today. I said uh, Will Hobbs is like criminally underused. I kind of feel like they're they're starting to rectify that a little bit. Yeah, they are. They are. Um, but that being said, uh, you putting them in a thing with Punk when Team Taz hasn't really been established as that much of a threat, no. isn't the way to go. Punk is a main event level name put him in there with main event level opponents, the danger has to be there for Phil for him to be like, oh God, this might be no country for old men right now. I might be stepping in over my head because yes. I've got all these guys gunning for Phil.
3: Especially in the beginning of his promo where he was like, hey, I was worried, do I still have it? It was like riding a bicycle.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah. All
3: is well. You got to bring him yeah. back down to earth.
4: right? Quick yeah.
3: and, and probably in a violent way.
4: This is the nasty business of professional wrestling. You don't belong here, you know, Mr. Actor, comic book writer.
3: If you're just happy to be here. And, Mm -hmm. again, I like Starks a lot. I think there's a potential for a lot of good back and forth between Punk and Starks. I like Hobbs a lot. But, as you said, Team Taz just isn't booked as a real dominant force. They're not.
4: Here's the problem with this, too. Coming out of the other side of this feud, they're going to look even worse. Because Punk ain't gonna lose anything to these guys. They he, they might get one beat down on him. They might get one beat down on Punk. Yeah, that's a possibility. Um, and then and then what are they gonna do? Is Sting and Darby gonna save him because they got respect now? And then you Probably. got Sting and Darby back with Team Taz.
3: Yeah, no, yeah, we've been we've been over that before. What, what I was kind of hoping they would do because Punk has talked about it is, is teaming up with with Danielson. Mm-hmm. You know, put Punk in that. Yeah. You know the 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 match at Arthur Ashe against the Elite. You know, have Adam Cole, have somebody from the Elite come out and confront Punk tonight. You know, have Kenny, have have all of them come out and say, "Hey, I I was in the main event." Have Kenny say this: "I was the main event where I belong, but you tried to take my spotlight from my show."
4: Yeah, yeah,
3: and I'm not cool with that. And and then beat him up.
4: Yeah, Beat main him eventers. Up. Main eventers should be mixing with main eventers. He's too big of a name for Team Taz, um, and that that, break, that breaks my heart. Cause but I'm, that
3: being said, I think I think being in a feud with Punk will do Ricky Stark's powerhouse Hobbs a lot of good individually because being in the ring with Punk, even if you come out the losing end, if you're involved in a decent program and put out put on a good, good match with them, you're being elevated a bit. Not as much as you would obviously winning the match, but you're being elevated a bit by by being in the ring with, with a star of that magnitude.
4: I don't, I, in theory, I don't disagree. I just don't feel like they're going to, they haven't proven that they can't book team Taz. It's just sort of like hapless. I foes.
3: know it's a, it's a team Taz thing. I know.
4: Yeah. I know. Yeah. Um, anyways, let's it's just happy, go ahead and hop into it because what I'm,
3: you were with the, that potential program,
4: yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, look, man. If they're gonna anytime they spotlight Team Taz, I'm happy about it. But I'm also realistic. You know, yeah. it's like, man, Punk should be. You're right. He should be surrounded by the elite. But they're doing that with Danielson. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, so do it with somebody else. Just nobody on unca- I guess they're not. Hey, they're not doing him Cody Island. So that's good.
3: Yeah. Well, that's that I spots mean, occupied by uh, who was in this first match tonight,
4: Malachi Black. Well, no. I mean, that's the thing, though. It's like <clears throat> that's why you don't. Yeah, I don't know. I don't want to get too deep into the fantasy booking stuff. But mm-hmm. it's like could you, I mean, even Malachi Black. Let's say he was done with Cody Island by now, and he comes out and and, and he says, you know, what what are you doing out here, man? Like mm-hmm. you're, you know, this isn't your world anymore. I yeah. that could have been some killer stuff, right there. Could even be, MJF. Yeah. yeah uh, instead, we're stuff. gonna talk about MJF here in a little bit. Here we uh-huh. go. Uh, Malachi Black versus Dustin Rhodes kick things off again. We mentioned this during the pre-show. I kind of feel like uh, I don't know why it sounds like I'm bitching so much. I'm trying not to. A small thing, and I know you, I'm know i glad you're probably going to disagree here. Uh, Dustin Rhodes is getting too much shit in. This really should be Malachi Black just tearing this dude apart limb from limb from the get. It should have been that way with Lee Johnson. Uh, and, uh, and yeah, but uh, in any event. Well, here's the thing. Uh, Dustin
3: Rhodes, he's the natural. He's been wrestling for what, five decades or something like that? 80s, 90s. In, in uh, yeah. five decades, In five yes, decades, correct. yes. Yes, yeah. yes. So, you know, he's, this obviously, obviously is not his first rodeo. He's a veteran. He's got veteran savvy. I don't mind a situation like this where Dustin Rhodes, a highly decorated wrestler in his own right, gets gets a competitive match out of Malachi Black. That doesn't bother me.
4: What if Malachi Black is a guy whose weakness is like the older a person is? Isn't that sort of a metaphor for pro wrestling too? It's like they never really book legends like Sting can no he's like 55 years old he can no sell like a powerbomb power bomb through, through a table. table yeah like the older you get in wrestling it like it doesn't dis- d- diminish you like in yeah. every other sport the older you get basically yeah, yeah, yeah you're diminished what if like with Matt, it's like man the older you're it's like it's some 80 year old guy could totally dominate malachi black arn anderson can block a black mass he yeah, has he problems did. with dustin rhodes but you know it, he'd have to have squashed uh, lee johnson for that to be the case um so yeah uh, eventually Malachi Black, uh, uh, sorry, Dustin Rhodes goes for a bulldog from the corner on Black. Black is able to grab the ropes and uh, and evade that. Dustin turns around, goes to the corner. Black evades. Dustin hits the corner and uh, he gets he eats a Black Mass square on the shoulder, which yeah. puts him down for three.
3: Or literally in the mac- match too, uh, Malachi Black pulled the cover off the turnbuckle, and that was oh
4: yeah, that was important. The
3: turnbuckle yeah. that Dustin ran into prior to the Black Mass after that we had a lucha brothers promo phoenix says they're finally tag champions penta says these titles cost them blood sweat and tears Uh, anybody out there willing to suffer is willing to come and try to take them from them
4: um after that we had i'm glad they're running this one back kingston and miro um i they were talking too fast this is one of those video promos where one guy said something and the other guy miro talked about icing his balls yeah. Uh, and uh, so, but I'm glad they're going to run this back. I'm Same. glad that they're going to do this one Same. again. Same. Uh, if you want to highlight and I know sure, you're Sure, sure. I mean, it
3: was, they were both pretty quick little bits. So Eddie says uh, he and Miro kicked off all out. They went at it like two men do. And then Miro had to hit a low blow. It says, we all know that God has no favorites because when he makes it rain, it affects the just and unjust. And Miro responds and yes, said he had to ice his balls for two days. He's going to present Eddie's bones to his bride and Eddie's soul to his redeemer.
4: That's a great, that's, that's great stuff right there. It is. I just sort of sit there and I soak it in. I don't bother with it. Cause I know you're going to take the notes. I'm like, like man, this is just it's too like great.
3: when Miro, when Miro speaks, it's my, my, my natural disposition is just to sit there and soak it in. But I understand I also have a job to do and I want to be <laughs> able to, 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 to repeat the words of the redeemer as closely and as accurately as possible.
4: As faithfully to the Redeemer as yes, possible. Indeed. After that, we had a happy punk. Yeah, uh, he comes down and he says, uh, hey, everybody, great to be here. How you guys doing tonight? want to thank Darby Sting. More importantly, every single one of you beautiful people out there. He says, I didn't know that I still had what it takes, but I assure you it's like riding a violent bicycle. And then there's Chance, of you still got it? He's like, you know what else we got tonight, people? We got Minoru Suzuki, and he's taking on local Cincinnati maniac, John Moxley. Don't you love him? And everybody's like, yeah, we love Mox. And he's like, hey, want to shout out over there? Uh, Aunt Linda. So Brian Pillman Jr.'s Aunt Linda, who raised him when, you know, obviously family tragedy struck. Uh, He was like, you know, let me list off some names here. Ruby Soho, Adam Cole, Brian Danielson, the stars of AEW. He says, you know, the first person I texted when I left was my beautiful wife. And she said, baby, what's next? And I said, oh, you know what? I don't know. Maybe I should leave it to all of you beautiful people. What's next? And some people are saying mocks because they're there and they just said mocks. Yeah. One guy down there says Pillman. <clears throat> and then, hey, 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 Punk, you, you down there. He's like, what the? F- are you interrupting me? Yeah, shitbag, tough guy. And he's like, don't ever interrupt me. Ah, Listen. You had a match and you were impressive, but don't you ever mention any of the team Taz players coming out of your mouth. I I didn't. I I didn't say you did before. Don't do it. And then Punk's like, he's like, fine, fine. Okay. Yeah, sure. Send me Starks. Send Hook. And the crowd goes wild. He says, send
2: me Will Hobbs. in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie dot com. That's a N G I dot com.
4: And then he says, and any of them, well, what is it? Survive if they can Beat me if you can survive. If can. I let you, he uses task catchphrase Taz's his phrase. Yeah. Oh man! So the whole thing was—it it was a tad awkward. It was a tad silly. Maybe it a bit. It was a very a tad. team Taz pr- uh, segment. Yes, it was a very a team test segment.
3: Taz segment. After they had a, a brief Santana and Ortiz interview. They say they've beat FTR. Now they're focused on climbing the tag rankings and going for that number one spot.
4: I'm a little bit surprised that they're not running the FTR thing back. I thought that there would be a rubber match because they're one and one, but apparently maybe, that's maybe not... they've
3: still got a couple of weeks till, uh, till the Arthur Ash show It's entirely possible.
4: I would, I just would have thought we would have heard that because FTR had a thing tonight with, uh,
3: yeah, 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 that's true.
4: Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Who did FTR have a thing? It was uh, that dark, order. dark Order versus dark Order. Yeah. Oh yeah. But dark order has their own thing going on. So they I did announce know. they're going to do a long
3: Island show. Is it December. Maybe they'll do something there. Yeah, it could be maybe I don't it's know.
4: it just sound the video just sounded like they're moving on and now they're going to gun for the but it's like the tag titles just changed hands. Yeah, it seems like it's going to be a long road for that one. But anyways, uh, Ruby Soho had an interview. She was interrupted pretty quickly by Britt Baker says uh, you're going to be irrelevant once again when uh, Jamie Hader beats you tonight. Ruby says, you know, Tony, I know Britt. I help Britt break in. She says, you know, Britt, you name yourself all these different nicknames. So people don't see who you really are, and Britt says, "Well, you forgot." She named the nicknames, and she says, "You forgot one—that's women's champion." And she says, "What do you call yourself, the runaway? Why don't you run back to catering where you spent the last four years?" Oh, <laughs> that was rough. Oof. That was rough. Uh, and then uh, that's—is that all that happened? Uh, uh, I, I, yeah. Britt says, I "Zoned that out Jamie, after that because that, that was the nasty last word." Yeah,
3: Jamie was going to win. And they leave, and then Ruby tells Tony, he says, "Hey, I know that Brit is your girl, but I'm going to whoop her ass tonight."
4: Yeah, that's what it was. That's that's what. It
3: was. Uh, then we got Powerhouse Hobbs versus Dante Martin. Uh, this is a fun match. It looked like uh, Hobbs might have got his bell rung towards the end. He's a little woozy. Oh, was he? I didn't see that. Seemed like it. The, I, Rick Knox was checking on him towards the end. There <clears throat> towards the end when uh, Dante was doing the insaigueries off the apron. It was. It looked like Hobbs didn't. Like he was not positioned right or something, because I wonder if if on the the suicide dive or something or the tope, sorry, if he might have got his bell rung a little bit.
4: Oh, maybe when he when he get the one where he got his foot stuck in the ropes, or he, he he caught he caught him with with his foot in the ropes and then swung into the. Uh... No,
3: that was Dante that that got swung into. Oh, the, okay,
4: okay, okay. No, okay. I think
3: it was Hop. I wonder. I just said I wonder if on the when uh, when Dante hit that a uh, tope over hook.
4: Oh, oh yeah 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 yeah. I know what you're talking about. Okay, yeah. If
3: he might have yeah. got his bell rung there or something.
4: Oh, um, that could be. Yeah, that could be. I didn't notice.
3: Yeah, because the end of the match seemed a little, a little, a little clunky. And usually, okay. you know, both Dante and Hobbs are pretty crisp. So
4: up until yeah, I mean up until that point, like uh, yeah, the was, you, you would think that the the clash and Styles would present a Styles clash, but uh, I thought they worked really well together. But yeah. yeah, you might be right on that one. Mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm. Uh, anyways, uh, Hobbs ended up getting the win with a massive spine buster, and he was kind of slow to make the cover there too. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, he got the win. So hopefully he's doing all right. I just saw a little chatter on, I think a chat here.
4: Prior ah, okay. the show
3: about him it maybe, could be. maybe getting hurt. Um, but I'll, 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 I'll look on Twitter and see if there's any talk about it.
4: Yeah. Uh, so after that, well, uh, you know what, man, I've defended him before. I think that he's capable of a good promo, but what they're doing with Dan Lambert and the, the men of the year it's just not, it doesn't do anything for me at all. Yeah, it just, same. it falls so flat. He just gets up there and he rants. And I, when he was in, when he was doing this thing in impact, it was a lot more interesting. It seemed like they had a, they had him doing just more interesting stuff. He had a stick where like, he was a better wrestling fan than everybody else. Um, And I thought that that's the direction they were going to go with him when they first brought Lambert on. But now it's just him like screaming nonsense about people not being men enough. And I'm like, Just, I don't know. It's a bit, it's a bit much. Um,
3: Yeah. And it's it's not, I don't really feel like it's going anywhere.
4: It feels pretty aimless. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, After that, this was kind of funny. They uh, did a recap of the kickoff show from All Out, where uh, Matt Hardy seemed obsessed with uh, shaving Orange Cassidy's uh, head, taking his hair. And uh, and so he reiterated that. And then uh, the best friends had, like, with all the intense music. You know, uh, Chuck just sort of whispers to Orange Cassidy and Orange Cassidy says, Matt Hardy wants to take my hair. (laughs) It's pretty, whatever, whatever, whatever. All right. So after that, we have this MJF promo. Um, So he comes out and he says, uh, you know, prior to Sunday, I beat Jericho three times. I beat him again after I won. And he said, and after I won my music hit, the rat, the match was restarted because of extreme bias. Everyone in the back hates me because they want to be me. He starts he first, he runs down marks, internet marks, right? Yeah. Yeah. Which is like sort of the first sign of of what I call low-hanging fruit. It's just like a lazy way to criticize, to, to be a heel. The thing about MJF is that he can be a terrific promo. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm sometimes the content is just a bit trying to be edgy. Yes. He can be absolutely fantastic. And in fact, tonight when he, uh, when he instructed Wardlow, because, you know, obviously this is going to reach a boiling point at some point. Totally. totally. He says, that that he was says, the best part of the whole, of the whole segment. Was, it was the best part Yeah, because here's the thing in life, in real life, The people you want to punch, the people you want to see get punched are the people, for example, at grocery stores coughing on other people, are people with that sense of entitlement. And it's usually just day to day shit that is that makes life inconvenient for others or these days especially makes life unsafe for others. It's that kind of attitude that makes a real heel. And so when MJF, who we know, we understand in Kfabe is paying Wardlow to do his bidding when he treats Wardlow with disrespect. And we all know Wardlow could whoop his ass on any day of the week. Yep. And Wardlow sits there and he's like, OK, I'll take this one. And he goes, stands in the corner and he just waits and he takes a little bit extra time when Pillman eventually uh, starts taking out and starts taking on MJF Wardlow looks at him and he has to pull him off and you're like, yeah, Wardlow, get it because of the behavior he displayed that we all see on social media, on the news or whatever in real life, that's the kind of shit that you want to see MJF get his ass beat for when he, when he takes me out of the pro wrestling thing in the same way Caster took me out of the pro wrestling thing when he was doing his lazy ass rap that got him taken off TV in dark and elevation for a little while is, uh, calling Cincinnati a dumpster fire, which is like an ages old thing. And he even referenced that. He said, Oh, they're going to say that I'm, Oh, Paul set us up. Paul, What's up, Paul so much. Shout out to deadlock best pro wrestling podcast there is. Uh, so he, he talks shit about Cincinnati, which is okay. That's, that's fine. That's, standard that's, pro wrestling that's a standard
3: thing. trope for heels to do. Yes.
4: It was relatively funny calling everything mid right. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Um, but then when he starts laying into the, the the Pillman stuff, which I'm sure everybody cleared, but, you know, Pillman comes out and he sort of defends himself and he talks up Cincinnati. He says, you know, we're a bunch of badasses. Mm-hmm. My dad's from here. Mox is from here. He comes in there and he refers to his mom as Metheny. And it's like, ugh, dude. And he says, you know, your mom should have swallowed and she should have aborted you. And it's like. Come on, man, yeah. like that in itself just sort of takes me out of it. And it kind of makes me cringe a little bit. The other stuff with Wardlow was really, really good. Yeah. That yeah. stuff is stuff that you see every day in life that you want somebody to get beat up over. You don't see people walking around necessarily talking like that because people yeah. generally aren't that clever anyways. But like just people being dicks in general happens and you see it and it's like, oh, my God, I want to see this person get his ass kicked. So that's my take on this MJF segment.
3: Yeah, yeah, no, and and, and, and I I agree completely. It's it's like yeah, it's 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 seemingly as a bit of a, a, a lazy approach to get heat heat. It's the obvious stuff, mm-hmm. and yeah, he might have a take on it that that is not as obvious as it could be. Doesn't mm-hmm. mean the overall idea is not obvious, you know. Yeah, right. Yeah, and and it's 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 done just the to, to shock and to get people talking and I don't know I agree with you I think that the stuff with Wardlow was by far the best aspect of this whole segment yeah you know yeah. because as you mentioned it's about entitled behavior where he goes gets on Wardlow's like oh you gonna help me like you did on Sunday go stay on the corner
0: you know yeah. the Angie's list you know and trust is now Angie and we're so much more than just a list
4: Because that the the real tension lies there. Yes. You know, it's like, oh man, that dude's gonna whoop his ass. And
3: here's the thing too: like, if you're gonna go through all this,
4: why don't why not have the match tonight?
3: You no, know, Pillman
4: stuff. Yeah, yeah. Oh well, that, you know what? That's actually because Pillman's not gonna because Pillman's not gonna win in his hometown. They couldn't that. have that. Yeah,
3: I understand that. Who's to say you have to have a finish? You know, like I that's a good like, point.
4: That's a good point. Yeah, like
3: even in the end. Pillman didn't get the upper hand on, on MJF at all.
4: Mm-hmm. Even without a match. Yeah.
3: You know, like yeah. like Pillman has to go and, and cover up Griff. Mm-hmm. So Griff doesn't get another shot with the diamond ring. Like even his hometown, Pillman couldn't like have any sort of stand tall. Like send MJF out of the ring or something.
4: I understand Zoe Pillman's can, gonna
3: lose yeah. a match, but let him have some sort of stand tall moment.
4: Yeah. Zoe Conrana here says, I know it was obvious, but it got heat. It would have been odd if he didn't say something about Pillman. I don't disagree with that, but here's the thing MJF is incredibly clever. Can't, he's yeah. a very clever person, and I feel like there is a smart way to address that. There's a way to give it a sort of a wink and a nudge, as opposed to beating you over the head with it, exactly. with the obvious. Exactly. So um, that's my take on it. I think MJF is is terrific. I think he's incredibly clever, especially at his age. He's frighteningly smart. Yeah. Um, but like the real good stuff is the stuff that he does. That you see in real life that makes you want to beat his ass
3: exactly, and like the, you know all, this, you know, all, all the all the kind of shocking stuff he says is, is as you said is the stuff that kind of takes you out of the illusion that they are really trying to create that oh I want to see this guy get beat up
2: mm-hmm, yeah whereas the stuff
3: yeah. with Wardlow you know enhances that illusion you know yeah. of the character yeah. of MJS. Yeah. whereas all the all the shocking stuff he says I'm like all right yeah. it's like it
4: just reminds me that it's sports entertainment or that it's pro wrestling i know it just reminds me of that whereas he can do stuff to keep me in the moment exactly that's just my opinion i'm sure we'll get shit for that in the comments uh uh, so yeah i agree with you hey man thanks dude appreciate it uh so anyways uh so all this stuff goes down with with pillman and 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 the shit talking and stuff uh wardlow uh, pillman ends up attacking mjf when he goes too far Uh, Wardlow, finally, he sort of looks back and he's like, oh look, MJF's getting his ass kicked but then he goes and he takes out Pillman, Griff comes down to make the save, Wardlow takes him out too, holds up Griff so that uh, MJF could hit him with the ring, we follow up with Varsity Blondes a little bit later but first we had a quick video recap of Mox versus Suzuki, Mm -hmm. and we had Jamie Hayter versus Ruby Soho
3: Yes, that was next, Uh, Hayter has the advantage early on uh, the ring side, someone has like a rancid like with the album cover, like those Ruby Soho signed, it, was, it looked like they put some work. It's into pretty
4: it. neat, yeah, she totally. Ripped
3: it up and then throws it at Ruby and then belly to backs her on the apron. Um, mm. There was a, a moment in this in this match where I was like, "Oh gosh, please, no one get hurt." It's when Ruby was up in the electric chair position, and I'm not sure if she was trying to do like a, a Rana or something, but Hater just like. Land just right sort of co-
4: just, just sort of collapsed. Yeah. And after that, I was kind of worried for Hater because she did seem like she had her bell rung um, yeah. at that point. And then um, she kind of
3: muscles Ruby down for a neck breaker. I don't know if it was to kind of reset things or what exactly, but even that looked like it was, it was like maybe the timing was off, communication was off. Who knows?
4: Um, yeah. And then, uh, yeah. And then they sort of just went to the finish from there. Um, Ruby got her finish off. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, and then after the match, uh, Hater, Rebel, and Brit all attack Ruby. Rio comes down for the save. She gets taken out. Statlander makes a save with a chair uh, when Britt is about to hit a stomp on Ruby on the belt. Uh, mm-hmm. that, gets, uh, that gets saved by uh, Chris Statlander.
3: Yep, with a chair of her own. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we get the aforementioned Brian Cage, Ricky Starks video package. Uh, Cage, he's like, I just want a match. Come on. Give me a match, dude. Give me a match. Just want a match. Please <laughs> match. Come on, man. Hey, give me a match. Give me a shot. And then Starks says, it's one of those promos where they're kind of answering each other, even though they're not in the same room. Starks says, Hey, (laughs) you'll find out why they call me absolute Ricky Starks. So maybe that match is happening sometime soon.
4: AEW is sort of pioneering uh, new ways of doing promos. You have like this pre-film stuff and yet they're responding to each other. It's It's it's,
3: it's pretty, it's something else. After that, we have Hmm. pinnacle members, FTR and Sean Spears taking on dark order members, John Silver, and then Stu Grayson, evil Uno. So Grayson and Uno are uh, like one part of Dark Order. There's a bit of a, a split in the Dark Order. So you got Grayson and Uno, who mm-hmm. believe hands off, let Page do his thing. Yeah. And that we saw that when Page got beat down, the Dark Order came out. It was it was Uno and Grayson. They're like, let it happen. He mm-hmm. wants to he wants he wants to be on his own. Whereas John Silver and some other members who are like, no, we got to help him. So now there's a split within the Dark Order along those lines. Uh, and early on, it seemed like they were working well together. But before the match, uh, there's an interview which pre- pretty much instantly breaks down to arguing. And Jay steps in and says, "I'm tired of this. We're family. You guys got to work this out."
4: Yeah. So yeah. early
3: on, they're working well together. However, that falls apart predictably. Uh, at one point, uh, John Silver is sent into Evil Uno, who's on the apron. They knock heads. It knocks uh, Uno off the apron. Uh, Dax hits a slingshot suplex on Silver, and then Spears follows with a C4 to get the win. Afterwards, Uno gets in the ring, gets in Silver's face. Silver pushes Uno, and then Stu lays into Silver. Five then starts brawling with Stu, and Ten's there trying to keep the peace. And then Anna Jay and Ty Conti walked the ramp, and Anna Jay just had the most disappointed look on her face. (laughs) It was just disappointment. Yeah, man. Yeah. And then like she makes a step towards... A step step towards the ring and Ty holds her
4: back. Ty's like, "Come on, there! It's just an absolute disaster." Now, I mean, they all they also have their own stuff going on. As we saw right after that, yeah, we had a video promo with Jade. I'm sorry, with uh, uh, Anna Jay and Ty Conti. They're talking about feuding with Jade and Nyla Rose, and they had some responses of their own.
3: Well, it was it was it was like an overall video package of uh, fallout from the Casino Battle Royale because it was it was Ty and Anna Jay talking about feuding with Bunny and Penelope Ford.
4: Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And but then it then, was yeah. Jade
3: saying, or it was Mark Sterling saying that Jade was dominant, and Jade was like, yeah. yeah. And then Nyla was like, I'm dominant too. And then Thunder Rosa was like, I'm heartbroken, but I'm not giving up.
4: Yeah, they're all, they're all making their case for why they lost. Um, this is a funny uh, comment here. Project CMR says, so cool of Taz living out the CM Punk Road to WrestleMania story from SmackDown <laughs> versus Raw 2009. <2009." laughs> That's good stuff.
3: Uh, so this this was a weird interview. So Tully Blanchard has an interview. <laughs> he was saying, he, so the pinnacle was three men out there just demolished the other team. And then you look at Sting and Darby. But what you just watched out there was leadership. It says Sting tries to capitalize off somebody else like he's done his whole career. He says, Tony Khan, book Sean Spears versus Darby Allen. Then it's going to be me and you, Sting, one more
4: time. I think he means that he's going to corner them and they're by proxy. Th- that's going to be the match, but I really hope that they're going to book Tully versus sting. I don't really want to see that. I don't not really know. Really, Although I don't, they might surprise us. Tully's in there taking pile drivers and shit.
3: Yeah. That'd be well, rad. That's not the same as a match. I mean, I understand it wouldn't be very long. It'd probably be I mean,
4: Scorpion, dude. I mean, Death think Drop about it, man. One, two, three. You got right now. You got, The ability to book Sting versus Jake Roberts versus Arn Anderson versus Tully. That's killer. That's a four-way for the ages. You
3: know, you're starting to get into uh, gimmick Battle Royal from WrestleMania 17 territory there.
4: There's that. There's also, God, which uh, was like Bash of the Beach. They did like a Legends match. It was like they like li- yes. literally put it in black and white. Yes, I remember that. It was like Wahoo McDaniel yep. was in it. Yep. <laughs> I think they were probably 10 years younger than these guys are. Oh man, yeah, that's great Just Hey, just give these old dudes the mic And just let them say whatever (laughs) Start booking matches for themselves
3: I guess so, Uh, we got the Varsity Blondes interview You mentioned earlier, where they're in the trainer's room Pillman's upset, understandably He said he went to Tony Khan, got a match against MJF At the Arthur Ashe Stadium show On the 22nd The acclaimed walk-in, hand Pillman flowers And Castor says, well you know what I politicked with Khan myself I got a match against you, Pillman Friday on Rampage,
4: you know, it sounds like a like a elevation uh, main event, but okay. Uh, the elite come out then. The elite minus Adam Cole.
3: Yeah,
4: uh, Tony had the mic and Kyle's takes it away from him pretty quickly. Well, first
3: of all, I got to shout out Kenny's awesome blazer and then the matching Jordan ones, the yellow and black.
4: Everybody's got Amazing. the Jordan ones, man. Yeah, dude, they're great. Uh, what was Callus wearing? I know he had that powder blue uh, suit, I but he had powder, some powder blue, he, blue shoes as yeah, well.
3: Yeah, I couldn't tell what the shoes those
4: were. They were something mm-hmm. else though. They yeah. looked the most futuristic. Yeah, they look great. Uh, so, anyways, he gets the mic. He mentions, of course, PWI Top 500. Kenny mm-hmm. Omega being number one. Says it all out. It was all about the elite. Kenny proving why he's the greatest wrestler ever. And it was all about the Young Bucks providing the greatest tag match in history. The belts were stolen, but don't worry, we have a plan uh he gives uh the the mic over to Nick who has yeah he's got what is this called right here the bridge between the nose here cuz it was here and i thought this is like a very specific oh the, this the, has like a name is your septum is this the septum right here I okay so it's, it's like septum to ear chain yeah pierced it's it was amazing and he says uh you know what we've got our best friend back Adam Cole and Adam Cole comes out gets up on the apron does this but he does this he does the boom between booms but he doesn't he say, doesn't boom. say boom. No boom he just smiles the crowd says boom he gets in there and uh does the adam cole baby thing and he says who's ready for story time with adam cole seems like he's gonna be you know face adam cole we're all gonna be on board with this and he stops turns around looks at tony Schiavone, walks up to him says you know i know you're really close with Britt baker but I swear to god if you even look at her the wrong way, I will slap those glasses off your face. Get out of our ring now, nerd. Go on, nerd. Get out of here. You nerd. <laughs> he kept on calling him a nerd. And Tony funny. was going so slow. I know. He was, was upset. Great. He was, was upset. great. He seemed <laughs> upset. He seemed he seemed like he wanted to throw.
3: Yeah, he did, which is great. So then uh, Adam Cole's promo was kind of a bit redundant after that. Uh, he says, uh, AEW's greatest wrestling company in the world is because of the Elite. It says, this ring, those ropes, that stage, all your tickets, that's because of the Elite. It says, I may be new to AEW, but I've been Elite for a very long time, nearly 14 years. I've main evented, won titles, and shown that I'm a once-in-a-generation wrestler, and now I'm with the very best. It says, the Young Bucks, greatest tag team ever. Kenny Omega, once-in-a-lifetime wrestler. And, of course, the Elite has Adam Cole. It says, we should be thanking Kenny and the Young Bucks because now the Elite is complete. If you don't believe him, just wait. I'll uh, I'll make my in ring debut. And after I prove to the world how good I am, you'll see how elite he is.
4: Mm-hmm. Uh, Kenny gets on the mic and says, That's a cause for celebration. And as much as so I'd love to celebrate with you, I despise one thing interruptions. We were so unceremoniously interrupted
3: last week. Brian Danielson
4: again. Boom, do, 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 do. So uh, he Kenny uh, calls for the music to be cut, and he says, uh, "He's like guys, guys, can I have the room, please?" And they all leave the ring, and he says, "Hey Brian, step into the squared circle. You're just the guy I want to speak with." Brian snatches the mic from Kenny, says, "Quick question: Do you guys want to see me fight Kenny Omega?" And uh, they're all cheering. Of course, yes, yes, yes. He doesn't do that, but they do it. And uh, Kenny off mic says, "It doesn't work like that." And he Brian reiterates, "He said it doesn't work like that here." He says, You're the greatest wrestler that ever lived. I think you're afraid to take this match because you know that I'm better than you. I'll kick your head in. You're not on my level. Kenny takes off his jacket. Kenny attacks, but Brian immediately is able to take him down, put him in an arm bar. Kenny starts tapping out. The Elite attack. Jurassic Express, Christian attack. Kaysarian comes in. They all make the save. Cutler finds himself in the middle of the mall after they've already uh, got rid of the Elite. And uh, uh, Brian gives him an E plus. They throw him out. Uh, and uh, yeah, it, it was good stuff. Um, uh, we mentioned this during the pre-show, but I want to bring it up here. Daniel Bryan, I'm sorry, Brian Danielson. I have to work on that. Brian Danielson does not seem like the happy go lucky person he was in the WWE. He doesn't all he doesn't seem like the the cartoonishly villainous guy that he was when he was Captain Planet. This is like this is what we see in NXT Daniel Bryan in like
3: 2017 2018.
4: He's badass Brian Danielson. Yeah, he is. He is like he's got that edge to him. it all started all out when he was like saying let's fucking go. You know, he's dropping the F bombs Um, and then even in the media scrum as well. Mm -hmm. He was saying CM Punk can be here to teach the young guys. I'm here to kick people's heads in. And it's in his face, it's in his his look. He's got that look that's just different he's from to, WWE. He's there to throw hands, man. He is. It's amazing. Um, yeah. This is this is this is really. I'm really excited about this stuff. I think Same. whatever, whenever this match is going to happen, and this is why I'm, man. I mean, him and Kenny. This has got to be the match next, right? The next big pay per view match. I right? think so.
3: It'd be full gear. So yeah.
4: What are the odds that Brian wins this, wins the title? I'd be pretty surprised. I'd be pretty surprised too, but not 2% botch surprised. Tony Khan knows the value of having a name, and especially a guy who just main evented WrestleMania.
3: He does. At the same time, they've invested in a lot in building up Hangman Page, and I think a portion of their audience would be upset if he got shoved to the side. Because they brought in uh, uh, somebody else. I almost said a WWE guy. They brought in somebody else to take his spot. Because you can tell stories. Let me me ask you something. Hold on, let me finish this. Uh, You could tell a lot of really good stories with Daniel Bryan that don't involve the title. He doesn't need to have the title. He doesn't. He doesn't need to win all his matches either. I feel i feel like early on Phil needs to win his matches because he needs to essentially prove that he can still do this you know
4: do we, Bryan overest- need Did, do, that. Do, do we overestimate how much they have invested in hangman page
3: do we overestimate yeah I don't think so
4: he spent a lot of time hanging out backstage with the dark order doing a lot of nothing he spent I know. and then he spent like and then as soon three as he came out to confront Team taz and
3: as soon as he came out to confront Kenny, the roof blew off the place does he need the title page yeah i think that's culminates the story with kenny he needs to be kenny for the belt
4: all right maybe I think it does i think it does maybe i think you're probably right but these are questions i like to ask maybe i don't know man i don't know we'll see we'll see we'll see what if it's like a three-year-long story Maggie says,
3: uh, I'm not going to lie. Oh, shoot, I lost. I'll be thoroughly heartbroken if Hangman isn't the one to take the title off Kenny. There's other people here in chat that kind of echo those sentiments.
4: Yeah, I know. I know. I probably would be, too. I probably would be, too. But maybe they're telling a much longer story. I don't know. Oh, man. Anyways, anyways. Uh, let's go ahead and answer some questions.
3: Oh, well, we forget about the main event, Minoru Suzuki versus Sean <laughs> Moxley. Yeah,
4: I was cutting it off like they cut off Kazi Ninare.
3: Well, it's obvious the show went long somewhere else because this match didn't really get underway till like, I don't know, quarter till the hour. Yeah, and That's when Suzuki was beginning his entrance. So he made it down yeah. the ring. He's on the apron. They cut off Kazi Ninare before he gets to the chorus. Everybody can sing along mm-hmm. because they have to get the show going. Disappointing. Mm-hmm, yeah. I get it. Mox comes down. Match starts. What you expect from these guys? They beat the hell out of each other for about ten minutes. Uh, Suzuki, by the end, was bleeding a ton from over his eye. Uh, it took a couple of paradigm shifts, but Mox eventually got the win. Then he goes up to the crowd to celebrate with his hometown fans.
4: Yeah, it was good stuff. That was good stuff.
3: Yeah, it was fun. They 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 made a ten minute match pretty enjoyable. So,
4: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. can't complain. Yeah, up. absolutely. Uh, all right, let's see here. I've got a thread. We've got some new. We had actually. We got a, bunch a of
3: poll. New. We got a poll here in chat. Does it have to be Hangman? Absolutely. 86%, not really 14%. All right. It's the story they're telling.
4: And I, I, I'm i not it's, saying it's not. No, yeah. I'm not but, saying it's not. I'm, I'm just, just asking just, the questions.
3: As we've seen so far in AEW, when they bring in free agents, huge names even, they don't hot shot them generally right to the belt,
4: you know? Yeah, Tony Khan kind has of said they need to be ranked, but I mean, a guy who just may have been in WrestleMania is kind of a different Yeah, That's one thing story. for him
3: to get a, maybe a title match, but he, I, don't, I don't feel like he's going to win. don't feel like he's going to win.
4: Uh, let's see here. We got a couple new patrons. Kieran Hughes. Awesome. Super licious. Thank Two you. just from today. Thank you very much thank for your you support. So we thank appreciate you, thank it. Thank you. Thank you.
3: Uh Jeremiah P with a sub here. Thank you. Uh oh, good question from favorite customer. Which will happen first? Punk losing a match or wardlow turning face? I think it's wardlow turning face, because I feel like that could potentially happen within the next six months.
4: Uh Punk losing reward. Oh yeah, I think it's probably probably Wardlow. hmm. Probably Wardlow. Uh let's see here. The Yellow Flash asks, What other New Japan wrestlers should Moxley take on next?
3: I mean, it's gotta all build to Tanahashi.
4: Yeah, it should um, be Tanahashi.
3: It'd be cool if uh the Gorillas of Destiny showed up in AEW. That'd be awesome. Be cool if Jay maybe. White did. I understand maybe this taping how impact tape stuff where they have bulk tapings and then he could be there for a week or so get three months of tv in and then you know go back to japan and, and do stuff there is probably more advantageous for him and his schedule mm-hmm. um than being in, in aw on a weekly basis even for a month i don't know if that this was what i want to see what
4: mox versus kota Bushi in <laughs> aw and you just see Koda and kenny cross paths mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. again like that they did that one time that'd be good that'd be good yeah.
3: Doctor Lipkin, if you did in-person pay-per-view watch-alongs and reviews, that would be dandy. So my favorite going-in raw moments are you guys reacting to things in person. That would be cool. It does make it a little tougher to keep doing them with the enforcer, you know.
4: I love doing pay-per-views the way we're doing them. Same here. <laughs> I do too. I, just, I I think our reactions are better. I think I don't know. I mean, look, I understand. I totally get it. I get it, and I would like to to talk to you in private about uh, arranging perhaps a weekly thing. We're able to do a show in person, um, but and, I mean, I get it. I know the maybe one day if we go down to Los Angeles mm-hmm. uh, and and all sit on a couch with the enforcer, um, but I don't know. I just think I'm when I'm here, like in front of my mon. I just I'm like more relaxed a little same, bit. Same. As certainly, certainly when we're doing this on a regular basis, like yeah. these recaps at eight forty nine at night, uh, I just I'm more comfortable. And I feel like I'm funnier. I'm more entertaining. Yeah. Um.
3: I like pay per view stuff. I want to go get water. I get water. If I want to get a beer, I get a beer. If I want get stats, I don't have like to worry size. about a bunch of
4: wires in my way getting up. Exactly. Exactly. Uh. Yeah. I, yeah. I. I. I prefer it this way. This is probably going to be the way it's going to be. Um. So yeah. But no, I would like to do more stuff. Uh. Uh. You and I. Uh, so, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that.
3: We'll talk about it. We'll make something happen. IMLs, Punk joked about needing a, to find a tag partner for some of the matches he wants to have, other than the obvious Darby, who are some partners he'd like to see Punk team up with. He mentioned Brian Danielson, too. He take Them taking on the Young Bucks. I think that'd be great. Mm
4: hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Brian Danielson seems to have no concern about doing that, though. <laughs> he's, I, love, I love that he's like, fuck you, Brian uh, Danielson, now, you know? Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. I love it. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see here. Uh, mm-hmm. Moses opposes says, "Who gets their first singles loss? Adam Cole, CM Punk, or Daniel or Brian Danielson?" Sorry, uh, second. who gets their first singles loss? Cole, Punk, or uh, uh, Brian? I if I kind of agree with what you're saying, it's Danielson. It's got to be Danielson, right?
3: Yeah. So he'll he'll have his match against Kenny. It'll be awesome. It'll be probably be fantastic. He'll lose, and then he'll start putting wins together. And it, they can make a story out of it, you know. He showed up, stepped to who, you know, PWI number one person who claimed to be the best in the world. He just comes up short, probably because of interference from the elite, you know. And then down the line, they can have a rematch when when Kenny's not champ. Brian could beat him then, and maybe if they decide to put the belt on Brian at some point, that can catapult him up to the the title scene.
4: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, David Matushek, after knowing that Cody, it is, I mean, it's a smart thing because he really is, I mean, he really does have a claim to be best in the world, you know? Mm -hmm. Although he did get stacked. Uh, David Matushek, after knowing that Cody versus Malachi Black is in New York, do you think that if the former wins, if Cody wins, the crowd will truly make their feelings known, especially considering that on Dark, when Max Caster returned, he plugged Cody's show and the booze rang down. I, I still think it all depends on the crowd. I have no idea what that type of crowd is going to be like in New York. Because New York is obviously a very diverse place. I'm not sure which, you know, is it going to be like, uh, you know, like when ECW would go to New York or something like that? You know, is it going to be that kind of crowd? Or is it going to be yeah, who knows? a crowd more friendly to Cody? Because people, plenty of people still like Cody. Yeah, I know it's true. weird.
3: It's yeah. weird. It is. But there's people, yeah, people like Cody. They
4: like Cody. Many people like Cody. Like Cody.
3: Uh, Wizards Smokes, is my opinion, MJF's promo went beyond Max Caster's rap. I suffered from personality disorder and have 15 years clean from narcotics. Not cool to crap on both. I wasn't offended, still love MJF, but I think he needs the same classes Caster had to take.
4: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Eddie Brock's Venom says, How difficult will it be for Daniel Bryan not to do Yes Fingers? He seems to have no problem not doing it because Mm -hmm. i think he's in a different character mindset i think so too i think he's out there to kill people and doing this stuff just ain't that doesn't fit in with it Mm
3: -hmm. Mm -hmm. but
4: he'll let the other people do it totally uh r
3: lopez ortiz hobbs should just have laid out punk before his match instead of uh, taz interrupting punk yeah when especially when punk was going up the ramp and team taz was just standing there hobbs and hook were there Mm -hmm. hobbs should have Mm -hmm. done something at least made a move
4: Yeah. yeah Uh, let's see here. Dean fish. Do we think Adam Cole dethrones the TNT champion? No, I don't think, I think the elite, I think they've got the main title right now. And that's kind of all they need as a collective group. Um, once Kenny loses the title, I have no idea. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe, I mean, maybe that's the way they could. Yeah, boy. I don't know. Hangman wins the title. They jump Kenny out of the group. Cole takes over as leader. That's mm-hmm. a
3: possibility. Yeah, that's a distinct possibility.
4: That's a possibility. Yeah. Uh,
3: Dan Daniels, to you, what are some ways promos can be edgy but not go too far? Or is that possible and not worth doing? Sorry for how the question is worded.
4: No, I think you can be edgy. You just have to be smart about it. You know, I think you can actually say stuff that's biting. You know, I mean, people gasped when when CM Punk said, "You know, uh, this company's gonna be better off and Vince is dead." <laughs> you know, it's like that. It's, and I know that that could be considered crass as well. But it's like Vince McMahon is this like you know invincible multi-billionaire or whatever he is. Um, so you know, I don't know. I, I think there's a way to do it. He's got to be smarter. I don't have like a specific example of how he could yeah, have done it. I mean, it, but.
3: in general, yeah, it's it's <clears throat> you know. As you said, there's a way to do it. Just be smarter about it.
4: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, Wizard of Smoke, Power Rank, the theme songs from All Out. Cult of Personality, Ruby Soho, uh, Daniel Bryan's uh, new remix song, Adam Cole's new song, and as a wild card, the Lucha Brothers live version. Okay. I'm going to go with exact, uh, okay, for me it'd be uh, Cult of Personality's number one. That's just a killer song. I mean, I got. I, you got to put Rancid too. Adam, I would put Adam Cole's new song next, and then Daniel Bryan's, and then Bro- Lucha Brothers.
3: Uh, I don't disagree. I might switch Daniel Bryan and, and Lucha Brothers. I need to listen to Lucha Brother once again. Lucha Brothers. Yeah, that's
4: again. a good point. That's a good point.
3: Uh, D Hayes, who is the first person from New Japan Brian Danielson fights? Zack Saber Junior. Give it to me.
4: Oh man, just Please. do that match. Do Please. that match. Please. Please. Do that match. Please. Yeah, that'd be a good one. That'd be a good one. You know what I say? First one is Yano. But comedy Yano, not killer Yano that we just saw. Yeah. Like comedy Yano back.
3: Yeah. Brian Danielson could do comedy matches.
4: Oh, man. It'd be great. Um, let's see here. Uh, Mondo says, since the Forbidden Door to New Japan is open, do you think we'll ever get Okada versus Omega 5 in AEW? I'm not going to
3: say no entirely, but I would have a hard time believing that New Japan would be like, yeah, we will give you such a marquee match at another promotion. You know,
4: I think if it, it, it's sort of a race between how much collaboration <clears throat> for me, I think it's a race between their collaborative relationship progressing and Kenny's retirement because he's beat up. He is, he is beat up. I will say this. In, in terms of a,
3: of an AEW show, I'd be somewhat pessimistic if they do like a super card, a joint super card,
4: mm-hmm. then it,
3: it's, it's entirely a possibility.
4: Yeah. I mean, I think that's, you know, I think that's probably that's a possibility for 2022 or whenever COVID's like, you know, makes travel restrictions ease up. Man, my sister and her husband had a hell of a time getting back oh, from yeah. Scotland. Yeah um yeah it's 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 a mess trying to travel apparently internationally but uh i think that it's a possibility i think it's a possibility but i do think kenny is you know he's on a run right now that's absolutely crazy and you gotta think he's at least gonna take some time off hopefully he's the kind of guy who's gonna wrestle into his 60s but man
3: yeah i mean he has to change up his style quite a bit
4: (laughs) quite a bit uh thomas dunnigan could punk storyline be going through team taz to win the ftw title it's probably not. I think probably not. I don't know who would look at that title and be like, "Oh, that's prestigious." Yeah, <laughs> I want team Taz. I want Taz's uh, uh, you know, memorabilia from uh, his, his from old his days. attic. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <clears throat> right. Uh, oh, here we go. This is a great one. We'll end on this one. Steve Klein who has who has had the better return, Edge or Christian? He I made mean, his edge. He have made the a event of WrestleMania. Okay, but how about this?
3: Although Christian actually won a title, so.
4: Weighted against expectations. It's got to be Christian, right?
3: Yeah. No one, no one expected him to come back.
4: <laughs> Nobody expected that shit. I mean, even, even if you found out, oh, Christian's coming back just to wrestling, I would not have thought he'd come back, have such a prominent role in AEW. Be the impact uh, win, champion. Win the impact champion with a rejuvenated impact. You know, Edge. I kind of figured that he do he's doing what he what he's yeah. doing. Yeah. Against expectations, it's it's probably Christian. It is Christian. There you go. Hall of Famer. Another another entry in his Hall of Fame resume. And if you want to find out why I don't think he's a Hall of Famer, check out YouTube.com forward slash WrestleJuice. It's my solo gig, and today my video is labeled "Why Steve is Not a Christian Cage Fan." Thanks for watching, everybody. Until next time, we'll talk to you later. Goodbye.